With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We are live on the NFL Draft Show. Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football. As always, well, this week, uh, he's back. The Big Blue Co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Michael Trent, Mikey, uh, you had the Kentucky Derby last weekend. You had the Oaks. Now you have the NFL Draft. It's a a never-ending weekend of fun for you. How's it going, my man? Hey, man, uh, good to be with you, Scott. Good to be with uh, all the people there at the uh, Red versus Blue. I mean, uh, I'm loving I'm loving things. I, you know, I had a great time at the uh, Oaks and Derby, uh, but we're talking draft now, and this is pretty serious stuff and uh, having a good time. Good, good time watching everything uh, d- uh, uh, develop. Okay, Mike, uh, we're getting ready to play America's favorite, newest, funnest game show. <laughs> Go ahead and... Sit your phone down. Go ahead and sit your phone down. Okay. This is Give me uh, ahead, what, right. about 10 seconds? Yep. All right, Mike is sitting his phone down. We're playing Secret Word America. The secret word is draft. <laughs> Every time you hear that word tonight, you have to take a drink. All right, Mike, come on back. Come on back. Mike's counting to 10. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde was just selected. Hello. Are you kidding me? Matt, we, we're watching. Uh, Mike, the, the draft is going on as we speak. The uh, Niners yeah, I just, from the Chargers hi. receive Carlos Hyde. Is this the heir apparent to Frank Gore that they've been waiting for, man? Everybody thought uh, that, you know, Kendall Hunter and Marcus Lattimore might be taking the reins, but they see Carlos Hyde there, and they say, we're a running smash mouth team. We'll take Carlos Hyde. I know, and just think about LaMichael James, and that's another name to throw out at you. Uh, wow, this is a very interesting, uh, very interesting pick. But uh, you know, why not? You, you can never have enough. But uh, you know, I, I, I just can't wait to see how this show develops because, uh, and the draft itself, because running backs are—they're not that much, but apparently uh, somebody thinks they are. Oh, well, we we've been waiting all night and the, the last couple and yesterday as well for running backs to go, and now three of the last four picks we've seen running backs go. It's an amazing time right now. Carlos Hyde to the Niners. That is big, big news. 
and we will get you caught up if you are just now uh, jumping on. But Cody Latimer was selected, the Indiana wide receiver. A lot of people liked him, 6'2", 215, uh, selected by the Broncos. Peyton Manning gets himself another weapon since they did. Uh, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders to replace Decker, but they're bringing yeah. in Latimer, uh, uh, Cody Latimer. So now you've got Latimer. You've got an aging Wes Welker there. You know, I could easily see Latimer and Demarius being a nasty, nasty one-two punch, Mike. So Denver, Denver got this right. This has been a run of skill position players here. Date all the way back to the 20 pick, the Cardinals took Troy Nicholas. You got Devontae Adams, who I absolutely love, to the Packers. Mike, we're going to have to talk about that. Bishop Sankey, my number one running back in this class, to the Titans. He went number one. A lot of people were thinking Hyde was going to go first. But Bishop Sankey, uh, the Titans felt like he was more of the complete back, and he may be a, a, a version of Giovanni Bernard. Jeremy Hill goes to the Bengals to form a thunder-lightning punch with Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati. Obviously, that's the writing on the wall for Ben Jarvis. And, uh, wow, uh, a lot of stuff now. The Saints are getting ready to select, and they take a yep. cornerback up, which they, which they do need. So, Mikey, uh, look, let's start back with the beginning of the draft. By the way, this is the FF Toolbox Red versus Blue Show, sponsored by FF Toolbox and Full-Time Fantasy, home of the Fantasy Football World Championship. Real quickly, the May Madness is going on. If you get your deposit in, your $200 deposit in the month of May, you get entered into the May Madness drawings. It's our version of the early bird. You get your free drawing, uh, get your free ticket into the May Madness drawings, and you can win a main event team drafting live in Vegas or online from home. $150,000 grand prize, 12-5 in league prizes, biggest league prizes anywhere you'll find, and the chance to dominate the $10,000 dominated prize. That's what everybody plays for. So, Mike, back to the draft. Let's start where you wanted to start. And you said it. You said, I wish we could go back to that show where I said Blake Bortles would be the number one quarterback. You were right. Why were you right? What did they, everybody see, and what did the Jaguars see in Blake Bortles to take him at number two? Uh, the size and, uh, you know, he, he's 6'5", and, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying that, uh, you know, Drew Brees-type quarterbacks work, Russell Wilson-type quarterbacks work. Uh, Jacksonville needs something. They've got to get something to energize their uh, uh, their fan base and whatever it may be because, let's face it, if they don't get something to excite the the franchise – it's going to shut down. Uh, I love the way Blake Bortles played as a college player uh, this past year. He has mobility as a six-five quarterback. He can do a lot of things that a lot of people, you know, haven't seen. And you know, I, I just, I just, he's got a, such a strong arm at six uh, at six-five. He has a very strong arm, and uh, you know, I, I just think he. I, he fits at Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's going to struggle. They're going to struggle for a couple of years, but I would, it would not surprise me at all to see this guy be, uh, you know, an impact fantasy quarterback right off the bat. Uh, very well could happen. Uh, we're, we're going to talk every element of the draft. Uh, where as much as we can possibly get in in – uh, this this little limited bit of time we have in this one hour, and then you know you guys got uh, to watch the rest of the draft. You've got your other shows to get to, but Blake Bortles going to Jacksonville, they need help there. Uh, obviously, with Justin Blackman, uh, you know, probably being suspended all year, and then you have Ace Sanders, uh, you you had uh, Mike Brown, and you had uh, Cecil Shorts, and then they decided that they they needed to get some help as well in the receiving department, and so they end up taking in the second round. They get themselves another wide receiver, Mike. Uh, so this team has a, a Marquise Lee. I don't know exactly what Bortles and Marquise Lee are going to do in year one, yeah. but that's starting to turn around the offense a little bit. That's a, that's a step in the right direction. Still a lot of work to go. Well, no no doubt about it. Uh, I uh, I was listening to a, uh, a nationwide show uh, last night coming home, and uh, – you know, a caller called in, obviously, a Southern California guy, and said, uh, can you name me 32 better players than Marquise Lee? And uh, kind of stumped the, uh, the host a little bit and said, well, uh, <laughs> so uh, I think Marquise Lee, I mean, he's an exceptional talent. 
from the USC. And, you know, I expect him to, uh, you know, fit right in with Blake Bortles. Like I said, it might take a year or two, but uh, if you're talking dynasty value, you want to pair these two up, watch out. Yeah, so we are going to talk about that. Uh, at the four pick, let's just go right down the draft. Uh, at the four pick, you have Buffalo uh, getting Sammy Watkins. Now, this is everybody's consensus number one rookie pick. I'm looking in the chat room. By the way, thank you for being a part of the chat room. The crew here, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, always in the red versus blue chat room all throughout the year. They don't take a break. They don't just come on NFL draft day. They're here all year. Uh, Buffalo takes Sammy Watkins, and then we do see them trade Stevie Johnson over to the Niners today. So yeah, the Niners are getting a couple of pieces here. Stevie Johnson to pair with Crabtree and Bolden. That's a nice one, two, three punch for Kaepernick and Vernon Davis. Now, he kind of completes things there. When Bolden's not asked to be the number two, but you got Stevie Johnson, who's a very capable, dangerous, nasty number two, with Crabtree on the other side, Bolden there, and, and Vernon Davis. Now you put in a big thunder and lightning punch with Carlos Hyde and you know, Kendall Hunter and Latimer. and Go- Man, this team is loaded for bear, man. They're making another run at the Hawks. Yeah, they are. Uh, but I, I really have a question about Stevie Johnson. Uh, I have and I always have. So, but, right, uh, well, you know, well, yeah, that's, you guys your, are, that's your boy from Kentucky. Well, I, I know that. But, uh, you know, I, I just uh, I question his uh, dedication to uh, team and uh, well, team orientation. And, yep. As you should. That's the, that's the first. And they are definitely questioning Josh Gordon. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest, Martin Morales-Smith, uh, the NFL analyst scout here at FF Toolbox, one of our uh, very uh, talented scouts that we have here. And we have uh, Indianapolis Colts, the pick is in, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, this is their first pick because they gave up their first-round pick for Trent Richardson last year. Uh, so we'll get to see what, what they pull together. Is that Marvin Harrison making a selection? Oh, Marvin Harrison making the selection. Okay. Uh, when, we, when we saw what Buffalo did with Sammy Watkins, let's go back to that. It's the number one pick. And Henry Muto in our chat room, thank you for being here, my man. He, he brings up a very interesting point. The Dynasty Football World Championship drafts are starting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. This Josh Gordon news just sent shockwaves through those drafts. When to take him, how far will he fall, you don't know what's going on with the situation. Somebody can get a very talented player here with, uh, you know, we've got these problems. He may miss the entire year in 2014. He may never play again. He may be fine. He may be able to appeal it and win. There's just a lot of questions surrounding that. It'll be very interesting to to see uh, what those startup drafters do. There's six drafts uh, that are starting up on this on Saturday. And then we have 12 rookie drafts for the Dynasty World Championship that are starting on Saturday. And they have to think about Sammy Watkins in Buffalo. Now, Mike, is Sammy Watkins still the number one uh, rookie Oof. in your mind for a dynasty rookie yeah. draft? You know, that kind of scares me, being in Buffalo. Uh, but, you know, bad teams are going to draft great players. Uh, that's that's the way it is. Uh, I, In my opinion, uh, Sammy, uh, he kind of fell a little bit uh, because I like uh, Mike Evans in uh, Tampa Bay before uh, Sammy Watkins right now. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair enough. There are a lot of things to like about Mike Evans. Let's bring in our guest for this evening, Mark Morales-Smith uh, from FF Toolbox, uh, one of our NFL draft scouts. Mark, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing good. What's up? We wanted to bring you on and uh, talk about this NFL draft action. It's just one of uh, – it's Christmas. It's hashtag man Christmas here at FF Toolbox. <laughs> Mark, uh, Buffalo getting Sammy Watkins. Uh, you're more of the NFL draft guy than the dynasty expert, but uh, talk about what that what that move is there for for Sammy Watkins. Um, I I don't like the move for Buffalo as a team trading up. I think Mike Evans is the best offensive player in this draft, mm. and they have a lot of those speed receivers. I mean, I like Evans much better, and honestly, I think Kelvin Benjamin might be better fantasy wise right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be the number one guy up in Carolina. So, he, I mean, he's going to get passes. He's big. He's going to get touchdowns. They're going to throw it up to him. Watkins, I like Watkins, but they have a lot of players just like that, and we don't know if E.J. Manuel can get him the ball. 
consistently right now. Mark Morales Smith is our is our guest uh, this evening. We're, we're talking about Sammy Watkins going to Buffalo. Uh, look, uh, Manuel does have to get him the ball. That's that's what he has to do. Now Stevie Johnson is gone. I mean, it, I think it, it elevates. Obviously, there is no question. Uh, it's Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods now. Uh, that's that's really what you have to to do here. You have to get him the ball. You got C.J. Spiller in the backfield. I don't think. I mean, look, bad. The bad teams always get the best players in the NFL draft, right, Mark? So. Why why should Buffalo be condemned for trying to get a difference maker? Well, who Nick Scott, our own Nick Scott, he's our dynasty expert here at FF Toolbox. He called Sammy Watkins the love child of Julio Jones and Torrey Smith. Well, you, do you agree with that? <laughs> and he is, actually. I do agree with that. He, that's pretty, I'm not saying Sammy Watkins isn't a great receiver. I just think they gave up too much to move up to get him. And I, I, yeah. I, think, and I think Mike Evans... I would have taken Mike Evans over Sammy Watkins personally. After he ran, after his forty time in the combine, the knock on him was people thought he might be a little slow, and he's not as versatile. He's not as versatile as Sammy Watkins. But that's a big boy who can just go up and get the ball with that speed. Mm. That's a freak athlete. But I mean, Watkins, yeah, I think will have a good year. I think he's going to take. I think he's going to break out more in a year or two than he is going to this year. Mike, well, let me, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, if uh, if Tampa Bay had the fourth pick and took Sammy Watkins, and Buffalo had the seventh pick and took Mike Evans, would you be all right with that? Um, like I said, either way, I would take Evans first. But I understand why they took Watkins first. I mean, most people had him ranked first. He's a freak athlete. I think I would actually like to see it that way. I think Buffalo could have used Evans more and Tampa Bay could have used Watkins more because of who they have. Buffalo already has a bunch of small – Let's be honest. The Browns could have used Watkins. They knew Gordon's situation, and they passed on taking Sammy Watkins there. No, well, I thought the Browns should have taken Watkins. And it's funny, but just before he came on the show, I, I was like, uh, you know, Scott asked me about uh, between the Sammy Watkins and Mike Evans. I was like, I, I love Evans. I love Evans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Yeah, the only wide receiver I, that rivals uh, the size of Mike Evans, like you pointed out, was is Kelvin Benjamin. Both six five. I think Evans is two twenty five. Benjamin two thirty five, and Evans. Did Evans make Manziel – let's let's move the conversation to Evans, Mark. Did, did Evans make Manziel more than Manziel made Evans, in in your opinion? I think so. I definitely think so. I'm, Manziel is a great college quarterback. It doesn't help right now that he went to the Browns where quarterbacks go to die. But – and he lost Gordon. I don't know. I don't love Manziel right now. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's going to be – a Michael Vick, a good player, has a great highlight reel, never really wins anything. But I definitely think Evans Evans was made Manziel more than Manziel made Evans. At least when it comes Another to big pick was just uh, just just happened here. Uh Mark Morales Smith uh joins us tonight, but Allen Robinson was just selected by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Six three, two ten from Penn State, and look, he had a monstrous uh, junior season, 97 catches, 1,400 yards. Uh, not a big uh, touchdown guy last year, only six touchdowns, but, man, this kid can uh, get out and go. Uh, Jacksonville now has the trifecta, Mark. Bortles, Marquise Lee, and Allen Robinson. Talk about that a little bit. I think Robinson should have been a first-round pick. I thought he was going to go to Seattle. If not, I think the, I really think that's who the Jets should have taken in the second round. Great hands, great route runner, dependable, can really stabilize the receiving core because he's very dependable. I, I mean, I loved him. I thought he should. I thought he should have been a first round pick. Yeah, and and Blackman's toast. I mean, it, 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 it's yeah, done. It, you know, done. They, we're talking about Gordon being uh, potentially done. But head cases, man. How do you have this much in front of you, and just uh, and just blow it? You know, on something dumb. Yeah, Blackman's uh, probably done for good. 
Tampa Bay gets Mike Evans. Again, we talked about that, 65, 225, 69 catches, 1,394, 12 touchdowns as Johnny Manziel's big man target, the seventh pick Tampa. This gives Josh McCown a, a nice weapon, and, and we're, we're seeing that they're not, they're not done. They take Austin Safari and Jenkins, the tight end that was very heralded come going into his last year at Washington, and the, he didn't live up to the hype. But let's, let's talk about what Tampa has now, Mark. Doug Martin you still have. You bring in Evans on one side to go with V-Jacks, and then you have a tight end the size of Jenkins. What do you think about that? What do you think about those moves? And those are some big targets. They look like they're building themselves a lot like the um, a lot like the Bears. Yeah. Imagine that. It yeah, they imagine that, Mark. I mean, yeah, imagine that. I mean, Lovey Smith, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of building a, a team that uh, – he made a winner for years and years. Let's face it. I mean, the guy was a winner in Chicago for a long time. Uh, so it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Mike Evans make an impact and impact quickly. But no, I think Mike you, Evans definitely does. It also showed you what kind of receivers that Josh McCown likes to throw to: big, tall, jump up and get the ball type of wide receivers, and he can make those guys work, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember McCown wasn't very good in the NFL for quite a while. But last year he came on, and I have a feeling Tampa Bay knew what they were going to do, knew what they had, and knew he could fit. FF Toolbox uh, radio show here, Red versus Blue, high-stakes fantasy football Friday night here with Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Uh, our guest tonight, Mark Morales-Smith from FF Toolbox. At the 10-pick, Detroit, look, Detroit was talking about that they were wanting a wide receiver. They saw Watkins go. They couldn't get Watkins. They, they, they probably tried to move up and get Evans, knowing their love for wide receivers. That They couldn't do it. They end up taking a top-10 player in Eric Ebron, who uh, North Carolina tied in, big target. A lot of people have compared him to Jimmy Graham-type skills or Vernon Davis-type skills, uh, more, more closely uh, comparison there. What do you think of Detroit and Ebron, and is this an instant impact guy, or is he going to have a little bit more to work through here in Detroit? I love Ebron. He's the best. I think he's the best tight end I've seen in college since Vernon Davis or Kellen Winslow. Mm. I think he's tremendous. I think he makes an immediate impact. Can't block, but they just signed Pettigrew, and Pettigrew's now their blocker. I mean, I love him. I'm very high on him. I'm an ACC guy, so I watch. Oh, I watched a lot of him in college. I definitely, I'm very high on him. I thought a lot of people are killing the lines for that pick. I think it was a great pick. Well, uh, you know what, Mark? Uh, I'm going to, uh, I, I got to go uh, aside of it. I'm not a Detroit Line fan at all, and I think they've got a tremendous offense. Uh, I think they could have uh, went on the defensive side. Of course, we're talking about fantasy football here, and we're talking about points being scored. Um, but they, I think they should have went defense at that pick because they have a ton of weapons on the offensive side. You talk Jordan Bell. You talk uh, Reggie Bush and then uh, Calvin and over and over and over. Uh, Ebron is going to be a special player in the NFL. For the Lions themselves, they probably – should have went a different direction. But with that said, uh, I will take Ebron in any of my fantasy leagues right now. I agree with you in a sense. If they didn't get Van Oy in the second round, I think he's the pass. I think they wanted Anthony Barr, but Minnesota swooped in and took him. I think oh, if okay. Barr was there, they would have taken him, but they went and got Van Oy in the second round. So I'm not that high on Anthony Barr. I don't really like him. I don't think he should have been a top 10 pick at all. But if you're going to get Ebron, and they went, and I think they went in the other direction. They wanted, they came out and said they wanted a pass rushing outside linebacker. They came out and said that a few weeks ago. I think they used the yeah. term fireballer. And, I don't know, I think they, they got their guy. So I think since they got him in the second round, it's not such a bad pick. They could use a little help in the secondary, though. A huge development in the NFL draft happened just now in front of our eyes. We all witnessed Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback of Eastern Illinois, selected by the New England Patriots. Now, I had a feeling that if a quarterback was available in the second round, and I said, you know, this could be the year that you see New England do pull the Green Bay 
move that Aaron Rodgers did, you know, when they when they grabbed Rodgers and they, he, he fell to like 22 or 26. I thought it was about time that they start to groom their quarterback of the future through the draft. And, and you know, look, this is the type of guy that may be able to do it, Mark. Uh, you you, uh, you had him scouted uh, fairly high, if I recall. Um, yeah, I have him as the highest quarterback left right now. I think Ryan Mallett just got traded to the Texans, I think is going on. But it's not official yet, but I have a feeling that's going to happen. Um, yeah, like, I mean, he went to a small school, so he didn't, you know, he doesn't play top-caliber teams, but he has a big arm, looks good. I I like him a lot better than Tom Savage. I don't like Savage whatsoever. Like I said, I'm from New Jersey. I watched him at Rutgers. I don't think he's going to make it at all. So I think he was the best quarterback available, and I would get value from Mallet while I still could since his contract's about to be up. So, I mean, I like to pick for him. They, Tom Brady's not going to play forever. Oh, they just got the big smile. They got the look. They got, the, they got, <laughs> their, their, they got their guy. You think Ryan Mallett uh, could, could be a starter for the Texans? You think he would, he would uh, play in front of a Ryan Fitzpatrick who has so much league experience? Um, if he doesn't start the season out as a starter, he would because Fitzpatrick's going to throw about 47 interceptions in the first four weeks like he always does. <laughs> He's going to come out and he'll – throw two games, he'll throw up 400 yards and five touchdowns, then he'll come out the next game and throw five interceptions. He's just he's just not consistent enough and just throws way too many picks. Puts up good fantasy numbers, though, from time to time. If you remember his, uh, where was he first, on the Rams? Uh, right, the Rams? Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh with Mallet. Where did, where did Mallet start his career? No, um, Fitzpatrick. Well, he went from the Rams. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah, Rams. He didn't come. Didn't he, start, didn't he start his career with three, four hundred yard games, or two, four hundred yard games, and a five hundred yard game, or something crazy? Yeah, that's that's been a long time ago. I mean, you're, you got two thousand five, the Rams. Yeah, then he moved to, to the Bengals, danced around there in two thousand eight, then found a home in in, in Buffalo. Bengals and had some and, big games then, in Buffalo too for the first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not convinced and sold that Brian Mallett – I mean, if Brian Mallett could start somewhere, why isn't he starting, you know, or why doesn't he, you know, why won't they groom yeah. him? For, I mean, I guess they've been grooming him for so long that Brady's still playing. I guess he needs to go somewhere. <laughs> uh, let's move yeah, on I mean, with the draft. The 12th pick overall, the New York Giants. Apparently, are they sending a signal here to Reuben Randall? Because, you know, Reuben Randall didn't really get it done last year. You had Jernigan and Randall and Cruz, obviously a very injured team, the most injured team in the history of the NFL since they've been keeping injured statistics, was the New York Giants. So I'm willing to give them a pass. Uh, that offensive line issues can really wreck a team and can wreck havoc on anybody, uh, no matter how good the quarterback is. You, you end up flying, laying flat on your back. Mike, I'm going to ask you first. Odell Beckham, 5'11", speed guy. Uh, as a junior in 2013, 59 catches, 1,152 yards, and eight touchdowns. Odell Beckham, was, by many people, said that he was uh, one of the top two wide receivers in this class. Mike, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about the Giants and Beckham? I love Beckham. I love Beckham in that situation. Uh, Eli needs some uh, freshness, so to speak, and uh, he's going to get it with him. Uh, I, I don't think he's the uh, caliber of uh, say Sammy Watkins or uh, uh, or Mike Evans, but he's he's very he's very freaking close. And uh, this is a guy that can fit into the system. This is a guy from LSU that uh, just you know I, I I think he'll be perfect for the the system and uh, for what uh, Eli Manning's going to bring to him. Mark uh, Odell Beckham uh, is he is he a Deshaun Jackson? Is that a fair comparison? Um, yeah, actually, I think he's a little bit like faster Victor Cruz, too. Um, I mean, I really love Beckham. I thought he was the third best. I thought he was the third best wide receiver in the draft. I thought he went as high as he should have gone. I like everything Mike just said, I agree with. I can't really, you know. Not wow. Mike, you're, said, you're agreeing with our NFL draft scout expert. This is um... – <laughs> This is how you roll, man. You play golf all day. You come in. You pop on the show. You catch up on the draft, and, and here you're agreeing. The experts are agreeing with you, Mike. Jeez. I think he's. Um, I don't. I think he's a little different from Deshaun Jackson, though. I think yeah. he's a little wet. I mean, not that he doesn't have the speed, but I think he's a better football player than Deshaun Jackson is. Oh wow! He may well, not you be. Know, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So special, man. Real special. 
Yeah, he may oh. not be as speedy as uh, Deshaun, but uh, he may be craftier, and that, that yes, goes a long way. I agree. Jarvis Landry just taken by the, uh, the the Miami Dolphins here. Did you see this coming, Mark? No, I'm a Dolphin fan. I didn't like Landry. But it's good value at this point in the draft. I'm surprised because Moncrief is still out there. I, I, I definitely would, would think that Moncrief was going to go before Landry. You got Paul Richardson, too. I'm kind of a fan of him, too. Uh, let's go on to the 20th pick overall uh, in, in, the, uh, in the first round. Big day for Brandon Cooks and the New Orleans Saints, effectively diminishing the Kenny Stills hype train a little bit here. Now, look, there's a lot of balls to go around in New Orleans. But Brandon Cooks is another special type of player, right? I mean, this Mike, did you ever see the stats that Brandon Cooks put up at Oregon State? 128 no. catches, 1,700 yards, and 16 touchdowns. I mean, I think that's one of the bigger stat lines I think I've ever seen since we've been doing the show, Mike. Uh, talk to us about these stats, Mark. What, what, what is Brandon Cooks? And obviously the Saints like what they saw. Brandon Cooks is – the perfect replacement for Lance Moore. He's Lance Moore, but 20 times better. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you couldn't ask for – you couldn't, could not ask for a better fit in that situation. He fell to him. I didn't think he was going to fall that far. I'm actually very surprised he fell that far. But, I mean, what are you going to say? He's tremendous. Him and – I mean, the four top receivers were clearly Beckham, Cook, and then two big guys up top. They're talking in the chat room right now, best running backs available. Uh, you got to think about Trey Mason, Kadeem Carey. Uh, some people are down on. I'm not down on yet. Uh, I do think that Carey has value. Seastrunk, uh, Lake Seastrunk is still out there. Who, who, what does your running back board look like, Mark? Um, Trey Mason and Andre Williams are on the top. Yeah, my Williams Andre was Williams. a Heisman candidate. I don't know why he fell. I don't understand why he fell so far in this offseason. Trey Mason – I don't know. I think Trey Mason would have been a perfect fit in Philly if they didn't get Sproles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he could go well with – I wouldn't mind seeing him in Houston. I think he would be a good fit, pair with Arian Foster. He'd be a good complimentary to um, someone with a big back. Trey Mason has been compared to Ray Rice. You've got Charles Sims has been compared to Matt Forte. Uh, Andre Williams, I've heard the comparison of a better Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. I don't know what that exactly means. Uh, lackluster athleticism is what I'm reading. Elite power and balance. Breaks tackles with ease. Absorbs a lot of punishment. 5'11", 230, running a 4'5", 40. I mean, when you're 230 pounds running a 4'5", anything, that is impressive. It's like Ricky yeah. Williams. Yeah, I think Ricky Williams was 5'11", 235 coming out of college. He's not as athletic as – I think Ricky Williams was a little more athletic, but they're very similar, very similar runners. I don't know. I love him. I thought he was great in college. I watched him. I think some people get too caught up in the offseason where you don't watch a player, a lot like what happened to Teddy Bridgewater – if you watch the guy in college and then he has a bad pro day, just watch the tape. That, to me, is much more important than... Talking about practice. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and you, and you think about guys like Wes Welker, and uh, you, you can name on down the line how, how undrafted they were and how good they've become. So, you never know. Yeah, I think Welker's also a little bit of a product of having Brady and Manning as your quarterback. Yeah, we're real excited to have uh, our NFL scout with us tonight, Mark Morales-Smith. Uh, Mark, we, we, we keep going and looking looking at the rest of this first round. Again, I think the Brandon Cooks move uh, for the Saints is, is excellent, especially as they that offense evolves. I mean, Colson's not getting any younger, and uh, you do have Jimmy Graham still there, and, and so it's nice to add another weapon uh, especially when you lose a Darren Sproles. Johnny Manziel goes 22 to the Browns. Mike, you wanted to bring up the whole situation with Jerry Jones there. Yeah, you talk about uh, Jerry Jones and uh, why they, uh, you know, I'm so glad uh, as a Cowboy fan, actually, that they uh, passed on him. I mean, you know, I think Johnny Manziel is going to be a, 
a, a very fine quarterback, but uh, it's the uh, it's a Cleveland curse, man. It, it is a Cleveland curse. You know, I had uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Kahn, he said, Cleveland, they're turning the corner. They're getting better, better, better. How are they getting better? What, what, what tells me that they're getting better? How is Johnny Menzel, and Mark, maybe you can help me out with this, how is Johnny Menzel going to – going to be good in the, at this place. I don't know. Cleveland lets hobos make the first-round pick. They're terrible. I, I wouldn't – I mean, he can be okay. He, Cleveland's a bad situation. The only situation worse than that is going to Oakland. Oh. I, I don't – now Josh Gordon's gone and they didn't draft. I mean, I, it was looking like they were going to go Watkins, then take a quarterback. I thought Teddy Bridgewater, but Manziel have Gordon on the other side, and I thought maybe draft Hyde in the second and have a tremendous young offense. Now it's Johnny Manziel and um, Jordan Cameron, and that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be – I don't – he's not going to have a very – when he had Gordon, I thought he might have a good year, but I just don't see it now. Well, I, I kind of like the fact – I kind of like the fact that they took Justin Gilbert uh, at eight. They could have done anything there, obviously. But when you think about Joe Hayden on one side, Gilbert on the other, I mean, we've seen some teams uh, play some pretty good football when you have two really good corners, you know, kind of like Seattle has two really good corners, and they have have four of them. Uh, But you load up on those corners. It's very hard to score against a team that can just load up on the box and trust the outsides like Rivas Island. Yeah, that's very true, but I like Gilbert, and I actually had Gilbert listed as my number one cornerback on the board. He does have some bust potential, though, with his complete lack of physicality moving up to uh, play teams like the Steelers and Ravens and Bengals all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, their defense is going to be very good, but that doesn't help Manziel, really. Henry Muto in the chat room. Jordan Cameron's going to get 250 targets. I, I can't say I disagree with that one. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, but it, it might be true. I look at this pick, uh, and I hate to say it, you know, I go back to Tim Couch days at uh, UK. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, he's put into a difficult situation. I like Johnny Manziel. I really do, I, and I think he can be a – successful NFL quarterback, but this is not the situation. I'm sorry. It, it, it's not the situation. He's going to fail right here. I'm sorry. I agree. You can, you can easily get drafted by, by Cleveland. You can go from Michael Vick to Marcus Vick very quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yep. I, I, yep. It's, it's a bad situation for every quarterback that's been there. They're just – it's Cleveland. I don't. I mean, I don't know what else to yep. say. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this. You were very high on Kelvin Benjamin. He goes number twenty-eight to the Panthers. Again, another big receiver, six-five, two forty, on the Florida State team, the, the the national champion, Florida State Seminoles, fifty-four for a thousand and fifteen. He was a big target, uh, and he he goes up there and gets the ball. Carolina needs something. They tried the big target angle yeah. with Brandon LaFell, but that didn't work out. They deal away Steve Smith. They're really hurting in the wide receiver department. If any team was going to take another wide receiver, I would think it would be Carolina. But let's talk about Kelvin Benjamin because you talked about him having maybe the best first year, and granted, he doesn't have competition as much as some of the other teams. But is he ready to go? Uh, is, is his game ready for the NFL? I mean, is he just the kind of guy that you, you run out there and you throw the ball and he, he goes up and gets it? I think so. I mean, you, you can't teach big. It's right. what they say, and he's big. I mean, I like him. I think he's ready right now. I think he's going to get better as his career goes on. I don't know. I think he's a finished product yet, but I think he's going to be good. And if you look, I don't hate the Panthers receivers. Jericho Cotri can make plays. Tyquan Underwood has showed flashes. And they have a kid, Marvin McNutt, on that roster who had a great preseason last year, who I think moves up and jumps Jason Avant to be one of the top four receivers on that team. Mm. 
Yeah, that's uh, McNutt, and then they had another one on the on the, the other guy on the roster. Who was that other guy? Man, they're all they're just. They're, it's probably the best trivia that you could possibly you know put out there. It's it's to name the depth chart in Philadelphia in in, um, in in on that team, Carolina. You get what is it? they still have, they have Jericho Cotterie. Then they get they get Jericho Cotterie. Yeah, they got Cotterie, Tyquan Underwood, Jason Avant. <laughs> I mean, oh. they're a bunch of they're a bunch of you know number three receivers, but bunch they, of number they, threes. But <laughs> but I tell you what, if, if, if they can fill in a running back and uh, to help Cam out, you never know because this uh, Kelvin Benjamin, I, I love him. I really like Kenyon Barner there too at running back. He was a rookie last year, got hurt in the preseason, missed most of the season. At some point, they got to let D'Angelo or Jonathan Stewart go. I think Kenyon Barner is going to be pretty good. A little small, but a lot of talent. I like to I like to hear that, Mark, because uh, I have him on uh, one of my uh, dynasty teams, and <laughs> I held on to him. And uh, you know, I I I'm just liking uh, you know, can I keep on holding on on to him? You know, <laughs> he, he might still be a year away though, because they still have a pretty. It's a pretty crowded running back situation right now, but he, I think he's going to be pretty good in the future if he can stay healthy. Cool. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the kid. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, the kid from Jacquez Rogers in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Let's move he's on to the end of the the first round. Minnesota trades back up and gets Teddy Bridgewater, who uh, we, we, we haven't seen a decline like that in the first round in a long, long time. Goes from the number one overall pick to the end of the first round at 32. Uh, still, uh, the, the, the Louisville fan in me, very happy to see this. Three Louisville Cardinals drafted in the first round. That's, that's a first. There's never been more than one Cardinal drafted in the first round. Now they had three, Mike, uh, leading the NCAA in first round talent. Yep. Unbelievable uh, season for the Cardinals. Uh, so Bridgewater, Minnesota, Corderell Patterson, Adrian Peterson, Kyle Rudolph. What do you think of Bridgewater? What do you think of the slide? And uh, what do you think he's going to do at the pro level? In my opinion, the slide is not at all. I mean that that doesn't make any uh, that that doesn't impact me at all. Yeah. Uh, Teddy's in a perfect spot. In Minnesota, uh, is, is he going to start? We'll see. You know, he's going. Uh, he's going to be, be uh, in a competition with uh, Matt Castle, but then again, wasn't uh, what's his handle uh, in a competition with uh, Russell Wilson with uh, Seattle? So uh, I think Teddy's got everything to bring to the table that Minnesota loves, or they wouldn't have traded up to get that pick. They wanted Teddy, and uh, I, I I think it's going to fit good in Minnesota. Uh, Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the best quarterback in this draft, and I don't think it's close. To be honest, the fact that Blake Bortles went almost 30 spots ahead of him is ridiculous to me. I actually think Carter is the second best quarterback in this draft, but I, I don't think it's close. They, the knock on him is he's inaccurate, but – I don't know the exact stats offhand, but go back and look at his stats, touchdowns to interceptions. He's not that inaccurate. <laughs> he can't be 71, that inaccurate. 71%, 71% completion. Yeah. In a pro-style offense. That's not dink and dunk either. And what was his interception? What was it, 31-4 to 4 or something? Oh, yeah, always, always super low, and a lot of those picks were usually Please. bobbled balls. And um, I, And I think – Cordell Patterson is going to have a monster year. Love him. I don't love Rudolph. I don't even like Rudolph. I didn't like him when he was drafted. I don't think he's very good. But he's a big body, I guess. Um, you always got Adrian Peterson there. And I love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if he's going to have, like, a monster year fantasy-wise this year. But I think he was the best. I think he was by far the best quarterback in this draft. I don't know why he slid because he didn't wear gloves at his pro day and didn't throw great, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. You know, that was crazy, Mark. I don't buy into that. You know, I, that, that's a bunch of crap because, you know, I, I, being in Kentucky, I, I watch this kid play over and over again, and he is so accurate. So I, 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 that, that doesn't that, – that, 
it gives me no weight at all. The kid can play. He's going to be a great quarterback, and he's going to be a great quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Let's do uh, – we've got a lot of picks here in the second round to analyze. Let's go ahead and jump right into a dynasty rookie draft. Uh, Mark, Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, Mike Evans, uh, 1-2, is that the right order, or or do you have them flipped the other way around? Um, I have Evans 1, Watkins 2. All right, you have Evans 1, Watkins 2. I have Watkins still 1, Evans number 2. Mike? I have Evans 1, Watkins 2. Okay. And then number 3, because well, this is still the NFL, I mean, you could pick a lot of run, you could pick a lot of wide receivers here, but Bishop Sankey, kind of an all-around back, 67 career receptions, so especially in PPR leagues, the fact he had 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns for Washington, a 5-10-203, just everything you really want in a running back in a perfect little package for the Tennessee Titans. I think i got to put him as my number three player. Uh, Mark, who do, who do you have at three? Um, I kind of like the receivers a little bit better. But, yeah, Sankey, in a PPR league, I would actually probably go with him because he's going to catch passes. They don't have anyone else on the Titans. I don't think he's the best running back, but he's in a much better situation than Hyde, who has Gore and um, Lattimore is supposed to be healthy now. And then you've got Hill that went to the Bengals, and Geo's the man there. I think he's he's going to be the breakout star of this season, I think. Um, who? who? So yeah, Geo Bernard? Yeah, I think he's the breakout oh, okay. star of the season. Him, him and Monty Ball are going to be big-time young kids that break out this year. Um, yeah, I guess you got to go with – Bishop Sankey. I also like Beckham, Benjamin, and Cooks. Any of those guys, I think it's kind of a toss-up, but I'm a running back first guy, so honestly, actually, I would probably take Sankey above Sammy Watkins right now in the PPR Oh, wow. Sankey, Sankey, Sankey at number one. Evans at number two. I would take Evans one. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Evans one, Sankey two, and then you take Watkins three. Okay. Uh, and then I'm looking at the four pick around this range. Now we're starting to talk about Beckham, uh, Benjamin, and Ebron. How, how do those guys shake up for you? Um, I like Ebron, it. I, uh, well, I'm going ju- to jump in real quick, Mark. I like I Ebron. Yep, I you like, like Ebron. Ebron. You, you, uh, you like Ebron yes. at four, Mike? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. Because you, you, you have to – I mean, you got to – Secure that tight end for uh, down the road, especially in Dynasty, because it's it's a pass happy league. We know that, so uh, and it's just it's something you have to do. So I I go Ebron. I, I like Ebron, and and I agree with all the assessments. But if you look at the list of tight ends, there is only one tight end, in my opinion, Jimmy Graham, that I would take that high in a Dynasty rookie draft. I, I can't. I look at all the current tight ends in the NFL, and there's not any of them I would take that high in a in a you know in a rookie draft. Mark, what are you thinking about Ebron? How how high should he go? He's really talented. Um, compared to the other rookies right now, you saying in this draft? Yeah. Yep. Um, I like him, but they just picked up Golden Tate. Calvin Johnson's going to catch a hundred passes. Pettigrew is still there. Reggie Bush is going to catch about between. Between him and um, Joy Bell, they're probably going to catch over 100 passes. And Fourier is going to field a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think no, well, Fourier is going to get on the field too much anymore. But, I mean, yeah. they're, he might throw the ball 800 times. <laughs> it's, it's hard. A lot of these receivers, it's hard. I really like Kelvin Benjamin's situation right now. I might put him next. And I tend to stay away from Saints, but Brandon Cooks at the slot there might just have a monster year. Ebron. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little I'm, – I'm, it's hard for me to get off the Beckham train uh, in New York. you got Eli Manning. He's a 4,500-yard 4, quarterback every year. They, they just lost Cruz. Randall has not proven that he can take that role. And, look, uh, Beckham is an absolute stud. I, I'm putting Beckham at four, Benjamin at five, uh, now, now I'm starting to look at I'm starting to look at Ebron, but I, I think I I'm almost looking at guys like uh, Cooks. You got Cooks here at six. 
I'm looking at Adams and Hyde. I'm thinking, I'm like, man, both those guys, I would wait for Adams. I'm the type of guy that I don't care if it takes me a year that i got to sit on him. But Adams in Green Bay, if you put Adams and Cobb and Jordy on a squad, I mean, look, that relegated Boykin to Never Never Land. Drafting Adams uh, by the Green Bay Packers, you can say goodbye to Jarrett Boykin being a factor. Maybe not in year one, uh, but very soon. I, yeah, I don't like Adams at all for this year, but moving forward, he'll be very good. If you, if you guys are filling your rosters up right now with a dynasty league, uh, say you've uh, got, I don't know, say you've been three, four years into it, uh, are you going to fill your roster up with running backs or wide receivers? Wide out. Yeah, I'm yep. going. In a dynasty league, I'm going wide out. They tend to stay better yeah. for longer. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about Jordan Matthews, who was drafted in the second round by the Eagles. The Eagles needed something to make up for the Deshaun Jackson. You knew they were going to do it. Uh, and, and so Chip Kelly needs a wide receiver. They bring in Jordan Matthews. Talk about what Jordan Matthews brings to the table, Mark, and what, what type of uh, performance you see out of him, because this could be a big-time weapon, especially if Riley Cooper just isn't all that, and Macklin has never been a picture of health. I think he immediately becomes the best receiver to draft on the Eagles. Like you said, Macklin, I think Macklin has the talent, but every year it's something with him. The one year, last year towards ACL, the one year he had some weird disease. He's had a lot of lower body injuries, which tend to add up. I mean, Matthew's a great athlete, great hands. I don't think, I don't think Riley Cooper's all that. Avant is gone. I mean, I think he's the number one guy to draft if you're going after an Eagles. Anybody on the Eagles besides Sean McCoy. This is, Mike, uh, we've played Dynasty for a long time, you and I, and this is quite possibly the most difficult rookie draft we've ever been a part of, the most erratic uh, drafts we're going to see on Saturday. They start tomorrow. The Dynasty Football World Championship drafts start tomorrow. There are still teams available. Now, all the May teams are sold out. They're gone. Uh, The June 7th drafts are sold out. They're gone. The next available opportunity to draft in the Dynasty World Championship is June 21st. June 21st. Uh, So your time is running out if you want to get into the DFWC. It's a $299 entry fee, but most of the league money is paid back to the league, and we we have upped the grand prize this year to $7,500. So this is a brand-new format, same as our World Championship format, that the top four teams advance to the championship round. Next year I think we'll have a $10,000 grand prize, and that will be pretty darn cool. For a $299 entry fee, not only can you win your league cash, but you can advance uh, for a $10,000 grand prize. And uh, our, 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 say this five times fast, our ROI can't be beat in those leagues. This is going to be very tough uh, first round. Mark, final thoughts. Any other receivers we didn't really talk about? Allen Robinson, Marcus, Marcus Lee. Uh, who, else, who else should we be talking about? Oh. Can we, can we talk a little bit about Jeremy Hill? I know he goes to Geo, but this is a, another classic Thunder-Lightning approach here. And I don't think I've ever seen a – I mean, that Outback Bowl against Iowa when he rumbled for 216 yards and two touchdowns, that guy is a monster. 6'2", 235, seven yards per carry his last year. What do you think about Jeremy Hill uh, being a Thunder-Lightning combo to, to Giovanni Bernard and put him into this offense? Um. I think he fits in Bengals with all the criminal charges. I think that's a little bit of a problem. Which, uh, what, you get assault and, what, you got sexual assault and assault and, mm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, who doesn't these days? No. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't love him there. I wouldn't take him. I think Gio's going to be the guy there for a long time. No, I'm just not very high on him. I don't love him. He's a lot of talent, but he's set up for disaster, especially in that organization where he's going to be around guys I'm a fan of, but people like Pac-Man Jones and, I don't know, I just, I just don't like the situation for him. I think he would have been better off in a more stable, with a more stable organization. Okay, so let's, 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 let's move it. Let's change that discussion to Carlos Hyde then. Six foot, 230, goes to San Fran, probably a year away from taking that starting job then. Yeah, that's if Lattimore 
isn't as good as they think he is. If Lattimore's a star, then that's kind of, you know, I think this is Gore's last year there, very possibly. He's getting older. I've been saying that for a couple of years, that he's getting older and he always comes back. But Hyde, Hyde isn't going to do much this year with Gore and Lattimore and him coming back. It's an awfully big price to pay for a back you're not going to, I mean, use. I mean, you would think that's a signal, right, Mike? I, I mean, think, you, you take Carlos Hyde because you're not real confident in Lattimore. Exactly right. So, uh, you know, that that, that that just makes me think that, uh, wow, uh, are, are we secure in our situation? So, you know, it just kind of makes me uh, think, wow, well, I don't know. Lattimore is the big if there. He could be yeah. great. He could not be able to run anymore. Mark Michael James, does he even factor in this equation or what? No. No, he's, he's he's just he's just too small. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's only there's only one Darren Sproles in the league. Mark Morales Smith, FF Toolbox, NFL Draft uh, Scout. Thank you for joining us, man. A lot of fun having you on Red versus Blue. You're welcome back anytime, and we'd love to have you back to analyze the rest of this draft, well, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot, guys. It's fun. Thanks, Mark. All right, bye, guys. Yeah. Mark was joining us in the Cover It Live uh, draft chat at FF Toolbox. That's a lot of fun get to communicate and bounce around with some of the, the, the top writers in the industry. Big things happening here at FF Toolbox and the Fantasy Football World Championship. We're definitely in a uh, huge growth mode and expansion mode. And, uh, look, if you uh, know of players that uh, you think that FF Toolbox should approach about bringing on some of the best talent, we want the best talent out there. Uh, if there's somebody that you absolutely love listening to in podcasts, uh, reading their articles, we want to know and we want to talk to them because we are uh, we're about ready to uh, get into expansion mode. Mike, let's let's do this rookie draft real quick for for everybody listening at home. Uh, I've got the picks here: Watkins and Evans. I'm going one and two. You're going two. You're going Evans Watkins, right? I'm going Evans Watkins. Correct. Okay. All right. So we're going Watkins. I'm going Watkins Evans. One two. And at three, I'm going Sankey. Got to go Sankey. Are you, you taking Sankey at three also? Yeah, you almost got to. Yeah, hard to turn down a running back that's a complete yeah. back that does it all, that catches the ball, that looks like a, 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 a semi-version of, of Giovanni Bernard, maybe not as talented, but he's awfully good. To get him at the number three pick, I think you got to be pretty happy with that. You've got two good wide receivers. Yeah, you almost got to. I'm yeah, not ready to no I love Ebron, but I'm just not – you're just not seeing the the tight ends dominate in fantasy uh, like you did with, you know, Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham. Those are very rare, Mike. It's so rare to see a tight end be dominant. Now, Cameron was good. Julius Thomas was good. Those were good players. But even right now, let's say Cameron or Thomas was in this rookie draft. Where would they go for you? Yeah, you know, they wouldn't go high. They wouldn't go this high, I don't think. I think they would go – Mid to late sit, mid, mid to late first is where I think Thomas and Cameron would go. Mid to late first because for Thomas the situation is is very dependent on having a Peyton Manning at quarterback. And then Cameron, yeah, we've seen it one year. You know, we have we've got to see. You know, and, and granted, he did it with a lot of bad quarterbacks. So I think you would start to consider Cameron in the middle of the first, uh, the middle of the first round. And so Ebron would have to be Jordan Cameron, would have to be Julius Thomas, and we're not, we've seen lots of tight ends come and go and not be what they were meant to be. Right. So I'm ready to go Beckham as my number four. Damn it, I think that's who I, I want have to go. What's that? I said that's you who I wanted. Heck yeah. I love, I love Beckham in that situation. I really do. I mean, I think he's going to, uh, I think he's going to shine uh, with uh, with the New York Giants. They need him, and uh, Eli Manning's not done, guys. Eli Manning is not done, and he needs a special something. And Odell Beckham could be it. Yeah, it's just so uh, difficult for me to figure out what's next. Matthews, Cooks, uh, Benjamin. There, it gets so difficult. That's all I can do. Guys, we're going to go. Uh, thanks for joining us. 
definitely uh, come back next week. We'll, we'll love to break down this entire NFL draft. Thank you for being here in the chat room. The crew. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Mike, we'll talk to you soon, my man. Everybody, uh, enjoy the Bye. rest of the draft. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.